Wow, man, we are we are really bad at podcasting. I mean, you are. And now, this awful podcast. Hold up. Let's stop swearing. My mom is listening, you guys. Holy <laughs> shit. I can't do this radio stuff, man. I'm just a stupid joke. I'm an idiot, and I don't know how to handle it. I'm you having a breakdown. for it. You are the best. Put it up on your blog. We'll link to your blog, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, link to my blog. Oh, heavens. Oh, so we're allowed to talk twerking. about twerking, but I can't talk about dicks? This podcast sucks. Welcome, everybody, to this awful podcast on May the 31st. I'm watching Chris do something right now. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, I see. He's sitting with his vape gingerly in his hand. Gotta give the people what they want. sure that's what they want there was do you think so i think people expect me to be vaping the entire show and uh do they i want to deliver oh you certainly are not disappointing tonight you don't think so no no i mean because you're you're vaping up a storm i've been talking to mike about vaping a lot tonight he's been very kind about listening to it i I, what else am i gonna do i'm kind of a hostage here so This is, uh, I'll just take care of some business, Chris, first. Yeah. This is episode four of this awful podcast. Episode number four. We made it to number four. Imagine four reps. Four reps. The Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. which was a comic book, you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. This is... More thrilling audio of me fighting with my. I need a better microphone stand. If anybody wants to donate a microphone stand to me, mm. uh, that's a care of Chris Caesar. Yeah, so that's one, me. 101 Chris Caesar Way in Malden, Massachusetts. Or you can just Venmo me money. Or you can go to. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm going to get an Amazon link set up for our show so that when you buy on Amazon, mm-hmm. the money goes to us. Sort of. Not really. A cut of it goes to us. That's cool. Yeah. Or you can just give us money. Yeah, I would prefer if you just gave me money. Uh, non-sequential bills, um, you know, run them through the dryer a couple of times. Where are you going? Don't leave me. Oh, nice job. Now there's no air circulation in here. Oh, could hear it. Ugh. Could you? All right. All right. All right. How's your week, Chris? Uh, it's been pretty wild. I got I got suspended from Twitter for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw the tweet that got you suspended from Twitter, I I almost cried from laughing. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was hilarious. 
the the tweet that got you suspended from Twitter was you literally tweeted everybody. You tweeted Elon Musk. You tweeted <laughs> who else did you tweet? You tweeted um uh, well it was everybody. So basically what it was was uh everybody. This Elon Musk, uh, part of Meltdown May. Are, uh, Ooh, yeah, That's he right. he's been having some great tweets lately, and a friend of mine, Nandini, friend of the show, is a uh, writer. Wait, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna see. Why is that I, funny? I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. No, I'm just remembering the tweet. I'm oh. gonna. I'm gonna see. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find the tweet. Hold on. Oh, I had to delete it. Uh, well, no, you sent it to me though. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's, before you go you on, it's a uh, one one eight three three soy boys. If you want to join us in laughing, uh, anyway, go on. Oh yeah. So essentially, this guy was going after Nandini, um, who is a woman of color herself, and she called, I guess, another another guy who is a person of color, um, a bootlicker. I can't even remember why at this point, but. For some reason, it made this white guy really motivated to go at like every publication she's ever worked for and call her a racist and saying all this stuff like, oh, you employ this racist person. What are you going to do about it? And uh, I kind of swooped in there and I was like, excuse me, sir, I'm Nandini's editor. What seems to be the problem? And uh, I'm not her editor at all. And uh, he said something back to me and I, you know, as I planned to the entire time, just replied, oh, I see. I've decided to promote Nandini and to fuck your mom in the ass. And he he and I went back and forth for a while. He was just like some anime racist dude. Um, he was kind of funny. But then the next morning I woke up and I was like, what the fuck did I say that got me suspended? <laughs> I was like, and they called it, um, they called it like kind of hateful speech. And the portion of the rules that they sent me that they said I violated was all their stuff about. Go. I got it right here. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> violating our rules against hateful conduct. You may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race. Ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. Uh, as a result, we've temporarily limited some of your account features, and you are uh, you will be restored to full functionality in 12 hours. And the tweet, <laughs> the tweet is. Oh, I said it already. What's all oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was not paying attention. No, it's okay. I mean, uh, so yeah. Well, I just want to go over who you tweeted at. You tweeted at um, Swag Hindu, which is Nandini, right? I I actually don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, Air Nathan one nineteen. I'm not sure who that is. U.S. born and bred. The real Stan Lee. <laughs> Elon Musk. The AV Club. <laughs> Vice. Um, New Republic, Men's Journal, <laughs> Lit Hub, Queen Mobs, uh, and other people. Oh, at this week, uh, Saffron, I have decided to promote Nandy <laughs> and fuck your mom in the ass. <laughs> I, 
when I kept reading this tweet over and over again, I'm just like, why? Well, how? That's I mean, it is crying, funny, but literally like literally crying, laughing. <laughs> how is that? How is that hate speech? <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy. <laughs> if anything, you're promising a, exactly. You're promising Hello. a good time. That is love speech, <laughs> at Jack. This <laughs> saffron and I have decided. <laughs> to promote Nandini and fuck your mom in the ass. <laughs> I don't know why that's so just—it's just so funny. I don't know. I don't know what it is, Chris. I'm I mean, just, I mean, do they think I that obviously you have the sense of humor of a two-year-old? Thank you. I mean, first of all, it's not like I'm saying <laughs> I'm not implying I'm going to attack his mom or anything. You There's are no attack. threat of violence. There was no. How is that hate speech? You are. No, I'm not. You are going to attack somebody with your dick. No, I mean that is not the implication at all. <laughs> I mean, if that's how if that's an attack, if, then I don't know. Well, I don't know that. no, no, that's not what I'm saying. For all the sponsors back out, mm-hmm. uh, no, I uh, can't be maybe say it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so I was pissed. I was uh, I was a little annoyed about that. Well, it was only twelve hours. I mean. The shitty thing was that, like, I did that tweet at like midnight, and uh, I didn't notice the suspension until right when I got to work. <laughs> if I saw the suspension the night before, I would have just woken up and it would have been gone. But I had to wait twelve hours starting then, folks. Um, it was a it was a hard time, and uh, a lot of people make jokes about Twitter not being a good website, but. Uh, no, Twitter is a great, great website. Great website. That's an excellent, excellent site. Um, oh, sorry. The uh, I was having an equipment malfunction there, Chris. Sorry. I got you. I got sorry. you. Anyway, topics. Topics tonight. Tonight. Well, how was your week? Was your week good? Michael? Oh, my week was fine. It was fine. Uneventful, actually. Uh, on my way to work yesterday or the day before, I sneezed and I feel like I broke a rib. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. Oh, man, it hurts. It hurts so bad. <laughs> it still hurts. That's the worst, like, when you laugh or something and your body just kind of I'm, I'm just trying to cough, for Christ's sake. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm just it, trying to live re- my life. <laughs> Not racist at all. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to Neil Kinnon. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was my week, really. <laughs> That was your big week. <laughs> that was my big week. <laughs> How was your Memorial Day weekend? Did you go back home? Uh, no, I, I kind of worked actually. Oh, you did? Yeah, hmm. and uh, I don't, I don't celebrate Memorial Day. You don't? No. Your cat has commandeered my backpack. Yeah. Wow. He's kind of taking you as his own. I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Does that mean that his shitty paws are all over my backpack now? Yes. Oh, great. Yeah, because um, that those are his feet. Because so. they 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 step on their shit, right? Um, in the litter box. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Mm. All right, hot <laughs> hot cat shit talk. Yeah, action. dude. Rafa, get um, get that shit in that bag. Fuck no. that bag up, Rafa. Fuck that bag. Don't fuck the bag, <laughs> please. So, folks, uh, Roseanne. Roseanne. I know, I know. We've all talked about it. We've all had time to kind of. Take it, uh, take it in. But wow, was that kind of unexpected and very funny to me. Uh, she blamed it on Ambien. She did. Yeah, Ambien and Ambien. I don't think that Ambien uh, 
you know, makes you say a racist shit. Uh, just, just to recap for anybody who doesn't know, because there are some people who might not know without listening to this. Yeah, uh, it it does make you do weird things, but I don't, I don't know. I I've, I've never taken, taken it. In, yeah, so. it makes me sleep. Like Zequel maybe is the uh, yeah maybe the uh, the the extent of my of my uh, sleep drugs, I guess. Well, I mean, it's not like she hasn't made ape remarks before and insane <laughs> remarks before, and um, so yeah. So she she basically made an extremely, extremely, extremely distasteful, <laughs> <laughs> distasteful tweet about Valerie Jarrett, right? Uh, yep. Okay, yep. that was good. So I I have to admit, and I'll always admit this on this show, is that I am much less politically inclined than Chris is. Meaning that I don't read as many uh, blogs, tweets, tweets. Yeah. I'm definitely not reading tweets. Mm. No, certainly not. not. Not tweets about people fucking other people's moms. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted out to every major <laughs> institution. But you know, whatever. That's fine. Um, so I didn't really know who Valerie Jarrett was, or I'm not clear who she is. I believe she was, she was an, aide, an right? advisor to Obama. Oh, an advisor. Yes. Okay. I forget her exact title, but so Roseanne said, "The what the Muslim Brotherhood plus Planet of the Apes equals VJ," and I'm just like, first of all, you have 240 characters now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. So maybe you can make a little more of a 280. Actually. 280. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, you can make a little bit of more of a coherent statement. If you're gonna if you're gonna be racist, just go all the way and just have complete sentences. Yeah, you prefer your racist to be more eloquent. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. sometimes I like them to have paragraphs. Sometimes <laughs> not. Sometimes they don't really have the mastery of paragraphs, like some uh, you know city councilor, former city <laughs> councilors might have. But uh, who are we talking? About? No, no, I have no idea. Hmm. Might be a robot. But I had no idea who Valerie Jarrett was, but I just knew. That comment was super bad. Then I looked up who she was, and I'm like, ooh, this is, like, really bad. And the next thing you know, everything's canceled. But, uh, for one, so, so I read some articles uh, that talked about this, and, and I agreed with them, where they were like, okay, anybody praising ABC for can't doing the right thing and canceling Roseanne now like, where were you all those other tweets that she made? Yeah. Where were you, like, you gave her a fucking show, mm-hmm. for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Why, well, you know, who, why should we give ABC a pat on the back now? And, uh, I mean, I would say that the tweets were, I read that at a meeting of some kind as recently as a month ago. They're, they were joking with ABC investors, basically saying that, implying that maybe one of the ABC executives was behind Roseanne's Twitter account, like it was getting so much publicity <laughs> and stuff. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Um, and I mean, she said crazy shit. Um, she's definitely called people apes before that are um, African-American. Um, she's... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she supported the QAnon thing. She thinks Pizzagate is real. Oh. D- does she really? Yeah, she's I'm tweeted a- about QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, but before uh, before you mentioned to me like two weeks ago, I think about QAnon, 
I had no idea what the fuck they were. And uh, I just, I can't, I can't believe that actually exists. But then again, I can because the, the, the internet fucking sucks. <laughs> no, the internet, I, I think it's just like Roger Stone. Really? I wouldn't be surprised. Um. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. So that's cool that Roseanne is gone. I think she fucking sucks. I have. You, did you see any of that show? Uh, no. I was uh, having I, uh, dinner. With, sorry, sorry. Go on. That's okay, Michael. I'm just gonna say I have friends who said that they saw it and they liked it and they had hope for the second. Uh, that the second season would be you know, touching on more issues and stuff. But I, I you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what's the issue? Like, uh. You know that that half the family is is every racist uncle that uh, that you've ever had in your entire life, and they're well, gonna have, yeah. they're gonna present it with a laugh track and a whimsical, uh, you know, little folksy family story. Hmm. Well, it's fucking bad, dude. I actually saw an episode. Um, I was at my parents' house and they just had it on, and uh, I was like, "All right, I guess we're doing this." Um, <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, you know. I was just kind of like, I was kind of curious also. Your parents are completely opposite political spectrum of you, right? Um, I mean, that makes them sound like insane, but they're, they're like kind of, I don't mean to make them sound insane, but I'm just saying that they don't share your politics. No, I mean, that's fair. I, they're, they're like, you know, they're kind of moderate baby boomer Republicans. They're, they're, they're not crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I disagree with them strongly, but. I just I don't want them to seem like they're alt right people or something. Uh, if uh, Chris Caesar's mom is listening right now, <laughs> we welcome you to call. Yeah, I uh, have a beer, mom. What are you gonna <laughs> do? I'm 33 now. <laughs> Come and get it. All those f words. <laughs> sorry, F-bomb sorry, after mom, F-bomb. I, I love you, mom. My, my son, <laughs> the bong salesman. <laughs> anyway, um, what the fuck were we talking about? Roseanne. Yeah, I know, but. I had something good. Oh yeah, I watched it. I yes. watched it. Yes. You watched it. So this episode is basically like they have Muslim neighbors they're afraid of. Oh boy. Yeah. And I'm like, this is gonna be fucking weird. And so forgive me, this I don't know if I remember this exactly, but some younger kid wanted to like Skype with their mother who's in Afghanistan <laughs> with the military. So the whole family was kind of having like a slumber party with this little girl to stay up until 2 a.m. or whatever so she could Skype home or Skype to Afghanistan, rather. On their Wi-Fi goes out, so they try and find like one of the neighbor's Wi-Fi's they can hop on. And for some, they somehow know that they found the Muslim neighbor's Wi-Fi. Oh. And they're like, let's guess the they, password. How, how do they determine that? that? I don't remember that, but they do guess the password is death to America. Are you, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And I'm like, God, first of all, obviously that's gross. But that's also like such a lazy joke. It's like old school it Islamophobia. <laughs> it's like 1980s you know, it's almost, Islamophobia. It's almost laughable how bad it is. Yeah. And they do this whole thing where they go and like, oh, actually, the Muslims are nice people. And uh, it's 2018, by the way. So they go and they're like, oh, the Muslims are fine. And then she, Roseanne, bumps into the wife of in the Muslim family at the grocery store. And the cashier says something fucked up to the Muslim woman. And Roseanne is angry and actually reports it to the manager. And I guess that's the fucking lesson is that. Was it in a Walgreens? 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's it was weird. It was like she was trying to be Archie Bunker, but that like she she that's actually her though. So it's not I don't it's not like she's being sought. I don't know. Roseanne's husband Dan loses out on a contracting job to quote unquote illegals. Oh yeah, that happened too. Yep. <laughs> This this puts the Connors in a money bind that causes them to lose their Wi-Fi service. Oh, that's is that right. like instantaneous? I think it usually takes like a few months, right? I don't know. I can I can tell you exactly how long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, the new neighbors from Yemen actually turn out to be just like the Connors. Their Wi-Fi password is even Go Cubs. They like baseball, also, folks. Yes. This is the hard-hitting issues that they're tackling on this show. Yeah. It just felt very patronizing, and they were shoehorning all kinds of shit, like the illegal immigrant thing in there. And it's, I remember actually liking the original show quite a bit. That's what I do, Roseanne yeah. Barr wrote. Next season will e- be even more current events. I will challenge every sacred cow in the USA. Uh, like, uh, you know, calling a, a major public figure a um, mixture between... Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Even the, the description of what the tweet was in news articles, I was like, oh, this sounds bad. And then I read it. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe she tweeted that. Like, damn. <laughs> that is so fucking bad. <laughs> you know, at least she didn't say I was hacked. At oh, least, yeah. at least she's, More on that later. At least she, yes, that's a little foreshadowing. But at least she didn't. At least she somewhat owned up to it, even though she did try to blame it on Ambien. I, I feel like she's young. being coached to do that, though, because someone, I think it was Mike Isaac, pointed out, friend of the show. Um, he's not a friend of the show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's cool, but he's... We're, I have we're no idea who that anything. is. So. Uh, he writes for the New York Times. Oh, okay. Uh, he, hey, friend. <laughs> he screenshotted out like as she was tweeting this apology, which she was like, don't defend me, please. She was actually liking tweets that were definitely defending her <laughs> and like doesn't seem super contrite to me to be. To be no, honest. not at all. I mean, I think that afterward, after like everything went down, she was even worse for like a little stretch. Right. Like she she wasn't she. She wasn't exactly being like you said, contrite. She wasn't exactly saying Ooh, I fucked up. She wasn't even. She wasn't even doing the smart thing, which is shut the fuck up. She was still tweeting like, uh, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. She was still tweeting. She pretty, should shut the fuck up. She should in general. Yeah. Now, how do you not? I don't know. I think it was, I think it was Tony Kendra. Um, I forget his handle online, but it's Tony now. New handle. I know that handle got suspended. He tweeted like the funniest thing about Roseanne is that she thinks that she has this kind of access to all this information about some massive child sex network <laughs> and then she has to like get it out to the people but immediately was like oh i won't talk about it anymore like the second her fucking show was um, yeah. in jeopardy yeah oh yeah that was definitely definitely information that was that, <laughs> that was crucial i'm sure well you gotta have the queuing on she said she was leaving the internet and then said never mind i think i'm gonna fight this yeah, she yeah. did. She said she was gonna leave the internet for all of like eight God. hours. She did that. Yeah, and came mm. back. Well, <laughs> that a, a Twitter silence that lasted uh, just <laughs> just short of yours. 
Yeah. That's not but you know what, though? She didn't get out. suspended, though. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm like, what? It was like your mom, Joel, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> yeah, you only said you were going to fuck somebody's mom in the ass to, yeah. to Elon Musk. To humiliate him. <laughs> not to imply. <laughs> Just be like, yo, I dated your mom, dude. It's like, a show of dominance. I'm your dad now. That's, <laughs> like, that's, come on. In my appeal, I'm like, I'm actually explaining what... <laughs> your mama joke is to you. Do you understand that? <laughs> like, meanwhile, this guy is like trying to get this woman like fired racistly. He's see, fine. You see, I'm just uh, asserting my dominance. Yeah, exactly, dude. You don't understand how power works. You don't understand your own platform works. Jack, come on the pod. Yeah. We're going to hash it out. You little bitch. Jack, we're going to talk yeah, about the, the various, um, the various uh, <laughs> relationship dynamics of fucking a mom in the ass. Why is fucking Jack um, following all these alt-right people on Twitter? Why do you think that is? I don't I, follow uh, alt-right people. Do you, Mike? Uh, no. I don't know, because I, I don't like alt-right I don't even people. know who I follow, honestly. <laughs> I think I follow, like, Massachusetts photography or something. Awesome. I think I follow a couple of a couple of randos from Malden. You, your life must be so enriched to not have to deal <laughs> with all that shit. I guess. Enriched? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But um, should we take should we take Paul's call? He's been sitting for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Let's take his call. Little bitch ass. Let's take his call. Let's go to Paul Revere. Hey, Paul, what's what's shaking, bitch? Oh fuck! Fuck you guys for making me wait. Yeah, that's how it's gonna be from now on. All right, I'm gonna hover my little mouse over this (laughs) drop button there. (laughs) What's going on? Petty moves. Uh, Yeah, man. So bad. Don't make me regret bringing you into the VIP section, motherfucker. Wow, wow. Yeah. All right. Behave. Act like you've been here before. Behave. (laughs) Because I have. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Came on here, told us about some weird divorce thing. Yeah, I took that that with me. It was awkward. That was weird. I made it weird, right? Well, Uh, I mean, I think that was a group effort, probably. It was was okay. I mean, yeah, we... We all shared in the weirdness. It's it's fine. I'm just busting your. You points. know, I'm looking. I'm looking through um, Jack's followers list because you because uh, Chris, you mentioned that Jack follows like all right people. I'm just like on a whim. I was like because I was waiting so long. Um, I was uh, <laughs> wow. uh, following this stuff, and he follows like because I'm a music writer. I'm a I'm, I'm a music journalist. He follows a decent number of music journalists. He follows 50 Cent, which is amazing. Nice. Um, <laughs> really? Uh, and Simeon, which is, a, which is weird, because if he follows Justin Simeon and, and alt-right people, that's weird. And he follows Barbara Lee, who is probably, who's like one of those liberal people in the house that like is probably oh, yeah. his, I guess live in the East Bay. She, he, she's probably his congresswoman. Anyway. She, yeah, I she was the one who voted. She voted like no on the uh, authorization uh, to use uh, force after September 11th, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Days yeah. after. Yes. He's a badass. He really is. That was awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, though, is this was really random. So, like, last year, at the end of last year, um, I go to this. So, I'm from like a small, like, college town in Florida. Um, uh, you know, really small music scene and, like, just not a lot going on, especially during the holidays, right? And so I go to this show of, like, a reunion of a longtime local band. 
I don't expect to see anybody I don't already know there. Like, what are those things where it's like, I'm just going to see these same couple dozen ass people, these faces that I know. It's one of those functions, yeah. right? Yeah. I go, see a guy in a Twitter shirt, a Twitter t-shirt, um, and I check a cloud no. conversation with him, like, oh, yeah, nice. I use Twitter way too much. Uh, I'm like, it's a sickness, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he says to me, oh, really? That's cool. I work at Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy's name, you can find him on Twitter. He's not super active. His name's, I'll just say up up front, his name's Stephen Fox. And um, he is part of the team that reviews suspensions and... Really? Sort of... um, Those are people. (laughs) uh, All that kind of stuff, like like terms of service type stuff. And um, we had this really long, really interesting conversation uh, where we, I thought we were very much on the same page, but I was just like agitating him in this sort of like funny way that he seemed to kind of get. And um, basically he seemed to admit, and Chris, I think you'll appreciate this. He seemed to admit that like for a really long time, Twitter like never really explained and never really fully spelled out why people are being uh, suspended or booted or their accounts are frozen or whatever for however long. Um, he admitted, like, we did not explain ourselves. Oh. You still there, Paul? That, oh, nice. What's up? I'm sorry. You were, you were going in and out there for a second. Last oh. thing, last uh, thing, last thing, last thing we he heard was, was Twitter just yeah. doesn't explain yep, themselves yep. and is completely yep. opaque and useless. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, but he went on and on about it and how, like, he felt really bad that, like, Tanasi Coates quit Twitter. Um, and he apparently quit Twitter, like, days before, just days before um, uh, they, were to imp- they were about to implement these new rules or whatever. This was last year. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, just, I basically just teased him by saying, like, you guys are never going to verify drill. <laughs> like that. Um, Did they? Like weirdo, just all these like weirdos that have sh- a lot of followers. You're never gonna verify Twitter, Chris like, either. Like, like Crank T. Nelson, like who's hilarious. Like these dudes that were so fucking funny and have like a real life and a real career and have just found something you know happening on Twitter and have kind of just it's kind of this weird little side project they hmm. that's taken them by surprise, sort of. Um, and they'll never verify them and they'll never, uh, they'll never like protect them from dumb little bullshit suspensions when, you know, like when Krang gets suspended about an anti, being an anti super soldier. <laughs> that was so crazy. Um, <laughs> that was just the wildest shit. Like Fox news picked that up. Like it's wild. Twitter's just the weirdest place now Twitter is because fun. after Gamergate, and I, I'm, I, I'm sure you guys know this, and I'm sure everyone listening knows this, but, like, after Gamergate and after so many things that, like, really beshitted, like, Twitter's image, I think finally there was, like, they had just the right board and just the right leadership um, where they started in earnest trying to um, clean up their act clean up the user base, you know, they de-verified the Nazis, you know, big mm. fucking deal, you know? Yeah. And, huh. um, 
and that, but beyond that, what they're doing is, and the way I sort of, I think I characterized it once on Twitter as like, uh, they're sort of like in the mist. I would just, I would kind of call it like they're in the mist of like an overcorrection, sort of, and they have yeah, been for totally last agree. year or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like they admit they haven't been clear, and they're trying to change it, but it's just a, I don't know, it's just like a day late dollar well, short thing yeah it's and like they, they, everything's like they they're they're you, you can't hear us yeah no you're kind of i got you now all right talk to me well they're oh all right hey how you doing um they're, they're, they're i think that they're they're correcting now after you know probably years of complaint years. right like years of complaint about uh, like well yeah, you, I mean, you guys aren't transparent like, i remember gamers you know, yeah I remember like how insane that was and just the shit that people were were, were allowed to post was just nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and then during the election, um, uh, the, the, I mean, anyone who had the scent of even being Jewish or identified as being Jewish, oh man, you got like Holocaust imagery in your mentions. Like it was, it was yeah, happening. Well, that's so edgy. <laughs> Edgelords. So it's super edgy, bro. Hey, it's the nineties, so man. Chill all out. These... <laughs> oh wow, he chilled out a lot. Yeah, no kidding. Chilled all the way Dang. out. Still there, Paul? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Oh, so it's word. just all these measures to prevent harassment are like really I guess like facile kind of and conventional. Right. Um, yeah. and it and one thing they want to do, Steve uh, this guy, Steven that I met who works at Twitter told me this, is they're they're stopping sh- just short of requiring you to put your phone number in as a veri- as a two as like a two factor authentication like security thing. Right. Um, they'll const- the tw- the app will constantly bug you about oh. giving your phone number. Yes. Um, shit like that as a way to like you'll behave that. better. That's why I don't like to use it. <laughs> if yeah. you give us yeah, your phone if, number, you will if, automatically as, behave. As, as, as if you can't get a fake phone number, right? That's as if as if you couldn't get a phone yeah. number like eight three three soy boys, right? <laughs> uh, well, a text, text, an SMS enabled, you know, fake phone number. Or yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, Google, Google. Voice. All of this stuff, all of this stuff, just uh, as far as I'm concerned, under the guise of anti-harassment measures, they're just uh, letting them. You're you're basically letting them track you and collect more data on you to sell to advertisers at sort of like the end of the day and yeah. fiscal quarter. Mm. And I don't think like leadership up top wants to be bothered with harassment issues. Well, really? The checks are still because well in. Silicon Valley is run by pretty much exclusively white dudes. Mm. And they're white dudes who generally have this libertarian ish sort of, uh, point of view on the world of, uh, you guys work it out. I don't care. <laughs> like work, eh, I don't care. Work it out. Yeah, like right. work it out among, amongst yourselves. I don't want to be responsible for social good or social good feeling or welfare. Or I don't want to be responsible for social welfare um, of any kind, whether it's on a social media service or you know uh, I can't afford health care, like well, that whole spectrum. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, right, right. not for the poor. Um, right. yeah. So yeah, it's just. It's just this libertarian. Uh, oh, I love libertarian. It's this libertarian bullshit, but then it's also this neoliberal bullshit of um, this like civility politics bullshit of um, 
or sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Just sort of the veneer of civility bullshit, where it's like, well, we're kind, we're trying, sort of. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Give us a medal. We're trying. And so when you, Chris, get suspended for a <laughs> your mama joke, yes. Um, well, think... I'm sure there's some. I'm sure someone in the two seconds that they took, or the two minutes that they took to like give you a. A, a quick, like a 12 hour timeout. I'm huh. sure that, you know, they erred on the side of caution yeah. or they just, they just do it just to do it, uh, just to be on the safe side. I don't know. How many but it, right, it's right. just this weird overreaction, sort of overcorrection thing. Mm. Um, well, yeah, so that's my, I, that's my thing you, about it. You fell into it, Chris. Yeah. How many hours does fucking, how, how many hours does sodomy get you? That's got to be 12, right? Minimum 12? Yeah. You're asking me that? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. All right, Paul. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Later. Later. All right. Boom. Uh, well, thanks for sharing your, your Twitter your Twitter heartache. It was fucked up, honestly. It was fucked I, up. I was sad for you. Yeah, I was sad for you. All right, what's next, Chris? Well, I uh, got a little news on the Des- the 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 Dinesh D'Souza front. Ooh, Dinesh Boom. D'Souza. Yes. Oh man, what a great guy he is. He is a cool. Love that. Love that guy. Having an extremely normal one online, twenty four seven. Just uh, didn't absolute he, goat. Didn't he once say that Obama was a grown up Trayvon? He did. Yeah, and, um, and called Rosa Parks overrated. There was another time when Obama posted, he tweeted a photo of himself taking a selfie. And um, Dinesh said something like, you can take the boy out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the boy. Jesus Christ. And like, there's, what does that even mean? (laughs) He's taking a selfie. They're like white, fucking affluent white girls do that across America every day. Chris, I don't know if you've been to the ghetto lately. They're taking selfies it's like, everywhere. It's like everywhere. selfie town. Everywhere. It's fucked everywhere up. Everywhere you go. Hmm. <laughs> so Dinesh D'Souza, he was pardoned today. He was by our benevolent uh, President Trump. Yes. Thank goodness. Because, boy, I'm, uh, when I'm thinking about the great people in history that have done things, you know, recently in the past few years, Dinesh D'Souza is mm. number one. Because he was obviously targeted by the government. Uh, he was also treated really badly. Really unfairly, yeah. Very badly. I mean, even though you commit a crime. And admit that you knew that it was a crime. Yeah. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So let's go into the background of, the, sure, of sure. what's... what's Let's go into the background of Dinesh. Because I think most people listening know Dinesh. But, but you're talking to me, Chris. I don't know Dinesh. So... Explain to me about Dinesh, Dinesh D'Souza. Well, uh, he's one of the craziest people in the right wing kind of community. Is he a blogger? Is he a... Uh, he's a filmmaker and oh, a, a writer. Filmmaker. And has, uh, has he had any successful films? Uh, he has had a number of films. Um, one of them was very successful, I believe... Um, was it America or something like that? It was one of the top grossing documentaries of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's more of a insane propaganda film. Like he does things like 
Yeah, I, one of his films argues that Obama is secretly gay. Uh, <laughs> so a gay he, Muslim. This normal guy mm. making films, just being a guy. Just a normal guy, not racist at all. Not racist at all. <laughs> so he was uh, previously sentenced to five years probation for campaign finance fraud. So basically he was married at the time to mm. his first wife. Uh, his first wife named Dixie. And uh, I guess what happened was that he um, he had his mistress uh, donate $10,000 to some GOP candidate. And then he had his assistant donate another $10,000 to the same candidate and said to both, I'll pay, I'll pay you back. Which is clearly fraud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get you know to get around the campaign um, finance contribution limits, right? Yeah, the maximum was five thousand. Yeah. Yes, he was trying to. Um, he, according to, uh, according to a recording made by his mistress's husband, uh, Dinesh knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. He knew that he was doing something wrong because he said, well, if I get caught, I'll just plead guilty, but then I'll tell my story before I have to go away. And that getting put on probation certainly hasn't stopped him from telling his quote unquote story. He thinks that everybody's out to get him. It's some sort of conspiracy by the Democrats to get him. And I can think of probably at least 50 more people that the Democrats would want to get before Dinesh fucking D'Souza. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, he, uh, uh, he's just an idiot. Like his movies are crazy. They all are. They just, they have this kind of tone of like a religious kind of, uh, like those comics. You've, what are they called? Tracks. Yeah, yeah. Like Jack, Tra- Jack chick. Yes. That's exactly what they're like, yes. but they're like really sleek Hollywood productions, but are, you are going to hell. Yeah. It's all like screaming women, like being forced <laughs> to have abortions yes. or like all this crazy stuff, like all this violent imagery that's supposed to be shocking. And Obama kind of is holding the coat. Hanger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's just like, he very, he very calmly talks to you and is, you know, George Soros is pushing you down the stairs. Yeah. See if you get pushed down the stairs when you're pregnant. Oh. That's, yeah, just, just letting you know. You see, Mike, I've never actually performed an abortion, so I wouldn't know that. <laughs> That's technically not an abortion. So. Oh, okay. I don't it's know. I'm not, an, technically I'm a not an abortionist like you, so. <laughs> the the <laughs> look Michael made as he processed that was, I wish you all saw that. God. Just kind of staring off like, fuck, now everyone knows I'm a fucking abortionist. <laughs> I'm outed now. Oh, god damn I'm it. outed. <laughs> Shit. How on earth does, does this guy get two women to fuck him? I don't know. Yeah, dude. Maybe he's one of those guys like, uh, he didn't really have sex, you know? It's just like Trump. Yeah. I don't think Trump's really had, had sex. No, do, yeah. Do I, so? I completely agree that Trump has never had sex. Ever. Maybe with Ivanka, maybe, but... <laughs> Um, yeah. no, no, is that the no? I well, see, so I th- my theory of him not having sex plays into the fact that he's confused about his daughter and being like, so 
maybe he thinks that they've had sex, but he doesn't know <laughs> what it is. I mean, maybe that's for another show. I have a very complex. <laughs> I've written extensively yeah. on next, this. Next next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next next week, maybe next week we'll cover Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think next week will be a pre-recorded show. By the way, I think that's what not, we're gonna not, do. Not not yeah. live, but not live. Pre-recorded because Chris has some competing priorities. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. go on about Dinesh. So Trump pardoned him. Yeah, Trump pardoned him today, like he's pardoned many other people um, in you know right wing kind of red meat figures, um, like Joe Arpaio. Exactly, and uh, what's Scooter his Scooter Libby. Scooter Libby. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are. Um, a lot of analysts say that he is kind of signaling to folks and his allies that if they fuck up, that he'll cover for them. And uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I just love that you wrote on the rundown other shit. <laughs> oh wait, there's, oh, other, yeah. there's other stuff done. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Sorry. there was supposed to be more. I didn't stuff. see the other stuff. <laughs> other Sorry, <shit. laughs> that's peeling back the curtain a little bit, people. That's right, folks. See, folks, we but don't we just hop on the pod and make it all up as we go. There's a lot of work that goes into this. Now we make it up. Boom. <laughs> yep. So uh, I'm sure everyone is enjoying the pod. <laughs> I. I'm upset about the Dinesh thing, honestly. I, I, so I saw the Dinesh thing on the way over here, and I thought, oh boy, that is, that is, that is not a good sign for times to come. Like, who, who so who next gets pardoned, right? Martha right. Stewart. Oh, uh, that's what they're saying. Harmless. Yeah. I mean, I, definitely. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, but, you know, for all the lawlessness that Trump and Trump supporters constantly piss and moan about, that they allege or that they allegedly see everywhere. Exactly. All this lawlessness with the sanctuary cities and right. sanctuary states and et cetera, et cetera. And we're so worried about, uh, you know, a four-year-old and his mother going over the fucking, you know, border uh, without being documented, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For all that, it's okay if somebody, uh, you know, tries to, you know, break federal election rules and, things like that gets probation yeah yeah oh yeah um actually i think that there was a video that uh that you had linked to chris that you linked me to about um uh what he had to experience in prison or what he had to prepare for in prison oh yeah we found a very funny video of him with uh, dana loesch when she's back on the blaze dana loesch so i'll play uh a little bit just if you want me to Pause. Just yeah, just I'll whack, I'll whack my dick at you. Nope. Wave your hand. Waving. Not your dick, my please. Dick and balls. Okay, audience, please. You have to understand. Chris thinks his hand is a dick and balls. It's really it's concerning to me. I know what my own dick is. He smoked a lot of mm, weed. Mm-mm. He's eaten Mm-mm. a lot of pot brownies. Mm-mm. So anyway. Show Dinesh D'Souza to talk about the non-stop battle, the lawfare that has been Ooh. waged against him. Uh, he's been in this big court battle, which has now taken a new turn. Dinesh, good afternoon to you. Always good to So this is, like you said, this is Dana Loesch interviewing Dinesh D'Souza, supposedly from confinement, right? Like, <laughs> I can see uh, is the... the, the Harshest detention centers have a green screen behind them. So, well, yeah, I mean, his confinement, I believe, was just he had to sleep overnight at a place. Thank you. I'm trying to make a joke. I'm sorry. To see you again. How are you holding up, my friend? Uh, Dana, I'm actually doing just fine. He really is preposterous looking. 
how how did he get to fuck two women? I don't understand. I, <laughs> wow, Michael, spoken like a true incel. Wow, that uh, he didn't like that joke. Huh? Uh, in some senses, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying, trying to figure out a retort. I don't think I have. I don't think I have one. Yeah, because you, so you, you know I fuck. So confine. Yeah, you, you said so on Twitter. I I spend the night every night at this uh, confinement center that is supervised ultimately by the Bureau of Prisons uh, under the Obama administration. Oh. Uh, I'm with oh, 120 other guys. Uh, most of those guys have done prison sentences and are on their way back to society. I check in at night and I check out in the morning. So I'm, I'm free during the day. Uh, I can't travel outside of San Diego, which is a limitation on my speaking abilities. But of Not enough limitation. Yeah. That's not the only limitation on your speaking abilities, buddy. What's the other limitation? Him, be, him being dumb as shit. <laughs> He's the other one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Of course, yes. I can sp I can devote that time to writing and planning my next movie. I love the Ooh, sweeping camera oh, I bet the administration can't wait for that one. I bet I bet the Democrat Party can't wait for that one. So, Ooh. for those who are unaware, and I, and I and Dinesh, you know, I know the circumstances surrounding your case, and you know, I was reading this uh, this book, Three Felonies a Day. You know, uh, where where Americans unknowingly commit three felonies a day. Honestly, number. Which we looked that up, by the way. We looked that up before the show, and it was like some bullshit. Like, if you receive a strange package, yeah. If you, um, uh, what was it? If you um, start up a religious a religious website, you know that unknowingly promotes, and it, it was really really shitty article. Basically, but it was she's... like you unknowingly promote. A, an extremist point of view. Yeah. I mean, she's talking about, I don't know, like opening your husband's mail or whatever, Ooh. not knowingly fucking doing campaign finance yeah. crimes. Yeah. Through through two people that you're allegedly having sex with. Yeah. That's also so funny. Why the fuck would you do that? I don't know. And and as the husband of the mistress having to hear all this, I mean, how... I want to talk to him. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah, dude. Let's call him up. The For guy one, that, I think that the cucked, cucked by Dinesh. <laughs> oh, God. First question. Why haven't you killed yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you were... You were cucked. Reading here, you were cucked by Dinesh? <laughs> wow. You were cucked by this... this oh, God. Charges on... By this guy with no chin. <laughs> which were levied at you are ridiculous because it's an abridgment of speech, just for the record. Uh, and number two, oh. it amazes me that someone like John Edwards can do what he did with millions of dollars. And he's he's still practicing law, from what I understand. What do and you do? And you're in a containment center, for the lack of a better way to put I it. I think he got in trouble, but okay. <laughs> he, like, misappropriated campaign funds to pay off his, like, baby mama. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean... The consequence for that was he's not president right now, right? Well, yeah, he also went to court and shit. For eight months. Um, surely this has to shock you as well, although you sound incredibly upbeat right now. Well, I mean, I, uh, you know, uh, just recently I went to a class, believe it or not, it's a required class on prison rape. Uh, and they you, wait, you all whoa, kinds whoa, 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 whoa. You, you had to take a class on prison rape? Did they teach you how to do it? Yeah, that's what Dana clearly thinks. <laughs> that's what Dana thinks. So, <laughs> did they teach you technique? She's like, so, can I see it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can we share a few pointers <laughs> off the air, please, Dinesh? 
Thank you. It's kind of a uh, an, it's kind of an orientation type of Look thing. And I face. was very reassured to learn in that class that I have a right not to be raped. Uh, I further learned that the Obama administration. <laughs> Look at her. She's like, oh, news to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's her face expressions are ridiculous during this. I, there must be a teleprompter saying, make this face. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> well, Look shocked. Wow, I can't believe they would Push. tell prisoners that uh, how they can <laughs> report being raped. That's so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> Push. <laughs> I actually had to take a class. So, well, uh, so I actually learned that uh, I am a huge fucking nerd. Actually. I learned what the word tumescent meant. <laughs> has a zero tolerance policy toward prison rape, Dana, which... Makes me kind of wonder what the policy was before. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Rape is hilarious. Well, they should but, uh, at least that they, they're against that rape. Well, I'll tell you. I, you know, at the end of the day, this is a sentence that is harsh. But yes. it's, it's, it, is, uh, it is not as harsh as the, the bullet uh, that the U.S. Five months of confinement where you have to basically go to a hotel at night and you can't leave San Diego. Wow. Yeah, it's not That's, harsh at all. The prosecutors wanted to put him in jail for over a year. Did, did somebody check the Constitution? Yeah. I don't think so. This government was trying to put in me. They were trying to imprison me for between 10 and 16 months. And if that had happened, I would be in a federal prison camp till the end Ooh. of next year. There's absolutely no oh, way no. I could have made a movie in the summer of 2016. Uh, and that may well have been part of their objective. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. So the Democrats' primary objective was for Dinesh D'Souza to have his mistress make a illegal campaign donation mm. for him or for a GOP candidate he supports and then have him also instruct his campaign aide to make another illegal donation. The Democrats then instructed him to say, I'll pay you back. The Democrats also told him to tell the judge that he committed a crime and that he knew what he was doing was a crime when he committed it. <laughs> yeah. So the yes, fucking the Demo Democrats, the Democrats are really wily. Him, Democrats told him plead guilty. Plead guilty and uh we'll make sure that you're uh we'll make sure that you're 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 paid attention to. We'll make sure that your D V D goes to number two on the Amazon documentary charts in twenty sixteen. <laughs> That's number the two. best part of this clip. Behind Little Women Masterpiece Theory, <laughs> by the way. And <laughs> the fact. <laughs> yeah, and tell me about tell me about your movie because we we know first off that you you had America Imagine a World Without Her that was the book which also was the basis for the documentary. Uh, Do we want to listen to this or want to go on to the next thing? Uh, we can hop on the next thing. I yeah, guess. yeah. I, 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 it's up to you. I'm just kind of I'm just, I was just playing. I don't know if there's any more useful info in this video. But I guess it's not quite. Yeah. So the next. I am really excited about this next segment, actually. Oh, you want to go on to the next segment? Oh, I just next wanna, video. I okay. just want to play play a little bit of this. This is where, if you look at Dinesh's um, Dinesh's uh, YouTube uh, YouTube, channel. thank you, yep. YouTube channel, you find literally hundreds of videos where he's fucking owning everybody in the entire world. Yeah. Every checkmate lives. <laughs> You know, it, the best Dinesh is like, D'Souza owns lib professor. 
usually as far as I know, people with like Ben Shapiro and stuff have all that fan stuff where they're like, Ben Shapiro destroys <laughs> college lib. Yes, fans. Um, this one seems to be solely written by Dinesh himself, <laughs> yes. which rules. And his entire channel is like him owning teenagers, essentially. Mm. It is awesome. So in this little speech here, Dinesh goes over. Th- th- this is part of why Dinesh is a major shitbag. Uh Dinesh loosely uh, connects uh, what he feels is the plight of inner cities to some essay on what uh, things were like on plantations. So I'll play a few minutes. This is only a couple minutes long. The question, the deeper part of the question is, so prove to me that the Democratic Party is racist now. And um, as often happens with a tough question, this is kind of when I rise to the occasion. Well, you're so crazy. Let me just say this: If one goes today to the Democratic-controlled inner city, mm-hmm. and we're talking here about some two dozen cities entirely dominated by the Democratic Party, there's Anybody not a Republican a in sight. I'm hearing some dog whistling. I argue I that we can't. will see in them now. All the five features of the slave plantation All the five that Kenneth the Stamp outlined plantation. in his classic work, Unbelievable. The Peculiar Institution. Hmm. In a description of the plantation, Kenneth Stamp identifies five things that you would see on a slave plantation. Number okay. one, broke. Okay. So, in this author that he's quoting identifies five things you would see on a slave plantation. How about one, slaves? Uh, yeah, I think that would be a big yeah, identifying yeah, yeah, factor. Yeah. Uh, what's another thing you might see in a slave plantation? Slave owners. Slave owners, yes. Um, how about another thing? Like maybe, um, I don't know, those are really the primary things you might see in a slave plantation. I would think those are the two things. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yes, okay. Broken down, dilapidated, and unsafe housing. Unsafe housing. I never see those Number anywhere. two. Broken families. Broken families. You okay. can see this under slavery. There was. I mean, I didn't see those at all growing up in, um, you know, a, uh, a, a really middle-class white uh, suburb of Boston at all. Broken families? No way. Also, uh, the reason why divorce rates are going up are definitely the same reason why uh, divorce rates were going up in the African communities in uh, the middle of the 19th century. Trap music? Same reasons, yeah. Um, <laughs> rap music... Uh, who boy, uh, PBS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tavis Smiley, I'm coming for you. Uh, well, you know, Little Women, Masterpiece Theater. Yeah. It's number one. He's, got he's gunning for him. Mm-hmm. All right. It was a confusion of who's the real father. Mulatto's running around in the plantation. Mulatto. The family structure in decay. Nice. Number three, a high degree of violence required to hold the place together. Police power, whippings, overseers, fences. Okay. Okay. Barbed wire. Number four. Everybody gets a basic provision. You need food, you have health care, they call the doctor. But nobody gets ahead. There's no opportunity. Nobody really advances. The Southerners and the Democrats used to call slavery a school of civilization. What the fuck is the point? That's not a school from which anyone ever seemed to graduate. Get to the point. And finally, nihilism and despair. A feeling that there's... You never see those 
anywhere outside of Democrat-controlled cities, quote-unquote. Definitely not Democrat-controlled cities. Universal human condition. No, not at all. No. Not at all. There's n- none of that. So Dinesh has definitely never felt despair in his life. <laughs> you can tell just by looking at him and analyzing his behavior that he is completely despairless. <laughs> that is my analysis. I like that analysis. Thank you very much. All right, enough about Dinesh. Mm. Let's move on to what you're salivating over. Oh, I'm just, this is so great because um, I have hated, well, (laughs) (laughs) Joya and Reed has just annoyed the fucking hell out of me for so long. And who is she? Uh, She is an MSNBC host and a Twitter gadfly that has (laughs) tweeted some extremely dumb things. And has, um, you know, some people kind of throw this around saying that people punch left, but I feel like she really does. I feel like she really is just kind of a centrist Democrat who is very much opposed to pulling the party left. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Why would she be opposed to pulling the party left? I'm just curious. I really don't know like what what mo- what she yeah. would um but i don't know someone might think that sorry it's chris more... that was a stupid question well Fucking i know stupid stupid i mean stupid. maybe they think it'll be more effective electorally or something like that to go i'm just trying to sound a little smart uh, mike you're doing great buddy. am i yes yeah, you sure yeah, just checking in oh absolutely don't baby. call me sweetie please okay honey <laughs> really crazy me out <laughs> um so joy and reed Kind of annoying, has tweeted dumb things before. Everyone yep. kind of dunks on her and left Twitter. Not only does she tweet dumb things, has she tweeted dumb things before. However, <laughs> uh, some some things have been unearthed about her. Bef- uh, yes, about 10 years ago. God bless the internet. 10 to 15 years ago, she used to do a blog called The Read Report. And this was before she had a TV show or anything like that. I think she was just kind of a local blog. Well, you know, she blogged about kind of media stuff and uh, like DC politics uh, stuff. And someone unearthed a bunch of kind of homophobic posts from her. And at the time, she apologized for them. Hmm. And it kind of wasn't that big of a deal. Actually, like, glad and... Um, I think another organization gave her an award after and it was kind of like the gay community I think accepted her explanation that her views on it had evolved or or whatever and um, believed her to now be kind of an ally of the gay community Um, after all that kind of went down a second group of kind of homophobic posts came out from this blog that people found on the Wayback Machine the, the internet archive god and um, this time, Joy took a really strange tact and um, came out and said that her blog had actually been retroactively hacked. <laughs> and that um, all of those posts were put in there by nefarious hackers who were trying to kind of misrepresent her views and to discredit her. And she hired a security expert. Apparently got the FBI involved, and um, <laughs> it's it's honestly that's so just like wild the, to me. It's, that's just like the default, like oh, I got hacked. Did you? <laughs> Did you though? Like probably not. Well, the, and I, I just love like that she's she's 
involving the FBI on this, and I just hope that they come back someday and say, uh, yes, our investigation is complete, and uh, we have determined that you made these posts. <laughs> well, I, I know that um, the BuzzFeed reporter said that a law enforcement official anonymously told them that the uh, evidence, quote-unquote, provided to them by the, quote-unquote, security expert was a waste of time. <laughs> um <laughs> So I don't know. Like Who's he was the security expert. I wonder. Just some random guy. He sounds crazy. Some he was saying stuff neck, like, neck "Oh, you couldn't possibly have tweeted like three things in like ninety minutes." But then you look at what she, or not tweeted. I'm sorry, posted on her blog. But you look at the post in question, and they're like, you know, one of them. They're both. Two of them are essentially tweets. The other one is like a paragraph. Like you could have totally done that. I mean, I guess what's so crazy to me is like, yeah, the hacking thing is the normal thing that people will say. To kind of just like get out of anything. Right. But this is stuff from like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So it even goes beyond like what she's implying happened is fucking wild. And um, the Internet Archive has come out and said that not only is there no evidence that we were hacked or any of our archives were hacked of her blog. These posts, some of the posts in question that we've archived were also archived by other archival services. So well, I want the, the implication FBI. I want is bad looking into it anyway. So well, so the hackers would have not only gone into the Internet Archive, it would have gone to like, I don't know, the Library of Congress and or whatever other archives are out there and done all of this. And for what to smear some like kind of, you know, B-level MSNBC show <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Some, like, why would they do this? Some person I see on MSNBC at like. Eight o'clock at night on a on a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. The, I think her show is like Saturday. I mean, oh, whatever. Oh. I don't have an MSNBC show, but like, you know, she's not. not I'm yet. not claiming people are hacking my blog from ten years ago to make me look. No, I don't think that any amount of hacking can make you look worse. Uh, so this is all going on, and like M NBC has stood behind her and says they're investigating, but she's been doing her show since. Uh, she did have this uh, apology video uh, the next day. Or, uh, sorry, the, the, her first show after all this kind of aired during the week. A community that I support and that I deeply care about is hurting because of some despicable and truly offensive posts being attributed to me. Now, many of you have seen these blog posts circulating online and in social media. Many of them are homophobic, discriminatory, and outright weird and hateful. <laughs> when a friend found them in December and sent them to me, I was stunned. Frankly, I couldn't imagine where they'd come from you. or whose voice that was. Yours. In the months <laughs> since, I spent a lot of time trying to make sense of these posts. I hired cybersecurity experts to see if somebody had manipulated my words or my former blog. Ambien. And the reality is they have not been able to prove it. <laughs> but here's what I know. I genuinely do not believe I wrote those hateful things because they are completely alien to me. But I can definitely understand, based on things I have tweeted and have written in the past, why some people don't believe me. I've not been exempt from being dumb or cruel or hurtful to the very people I want to advocate for. I own that. I get it. And for that, I am truly, truly sorry. I had a conversation the other day with a friend who's also an advocate in the LGBTQ community in Florida, who rightly took me to task for my tweets mocking Ann Coulter using transgender stereotypes. I apologize to my friend, and I want to apologize to the trans community and to Anne. Those tweets were wrong yeah, and horrible. 
I look back today at some of the ways I've talked Fucking casually pleasure. about people and gender identity and sexual orientation, and I wonder who that even was. But the reality you. is that like a lot of people in this country, that person <laughs> was me. I grew up in a household that, like many in America, had conservative views on LGBTQ oh, issues. Oh, great. You should come to Thanksgiving. I had friends, some of my closest friends, in fact, growing up, who I later learned were gay and who had kept it secret from me and from everyone else we were close to. I wonder why. Because they didn't know what we would say or <laughs> if we would still be friends. Oh, they knew what you'd say. Or whether say. we would look at them differently. I can remember a friend of mine, my freshman year in college, telling me he was gay and my knee-jerk reaction being that it was so <laughs> disappointing to the women he could have married. He was so hurt, Jesus. he didn't speak to me for months. I'm heartbroken that I didn't do better back then, knowing so many great people in the LGBTQ community, including amazing friends and journalists and producers and political operatives and great dads and moms and advocates and just regular people, and knowing how hard it must have been for so many of them to come out to their families, to their friends, to just walk around in the world, especially for trans people. And I feel like I should have known better than to ever write or tweet in a way that could make fun of or make light of or make light of that pain and that experience. But I thought you didn't. Even a decade ago, when the country was in a very you different place. Somebody else. But I cannot take any of that back. I can only say that the person I am now is not the person I was then. Hmm. You know, I once saw a, uh, a speech by um, a, a guy... You might know him, Adolf Hitler. He said, you know, I know I gassed all those Jews, but yeah, that, that's not the person I am now. Right. Well, you think that, do, am I recalling that speech correctly, or is it? <clears throat> well, I'm not as big of a Hitler guy as you are. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if comparing her to, to Hitler is fair, but. Thank you. A joke. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Look, man, I don't want to get written up in fucking media or some shit, okay? I don't want to get dragged. I don't. I know you love getting dragged. There's a, there's I a lot it. more things. A lot more things we can get dragged for. <laughs> Production but quality, do, do you notice that uh, during her, like, is she apologizing for it or saying that she was hacked? Um, it seems like she jumps back and forth between kind of hypothetically apologizing and it's, it's it was like you know what it's almost like the oj simpson thing it's like if i did it this is this, <laughs> yeah this is how right, i done right. it you know like uh, i don't know I, do you want me to finish out the uh the this quote-unquote apology here I, I guess we don't have to but no it didn't seem like a real apology it's what it seemed like it was like um you know i say something like I'll fuck your mother in the ass. And, and, you know, oh, if that offended you, sorry. You know, it's like that kind of like backhanded fake type apology. You know what right. I mean? Like that, that, that kind of thing. It's a, it, it seems very, uh, very disingenuous, I guess. And I just want to say, too, like if if she felt that way and made those bad posts, like Lord knows I've made posts, especially like 15 years ago that I probably would not be proud of now. No. But I wouldn't say that a hacker did it and then get the FBI involved when I'm a TV show host because I would know that that would not work out at all for me. And then insist, <laughs> insist that like, oh, these archives must have been hacked. Some sophisticated hacker must have dug into the Wayback archive and just 
singled me out and singled out those posts. And it's like, nope, I don't think anybody cares about you that much. So there's, y- there's bigger fish to fry at MSNBC, I think. <laughs> well, are there? No. <laughs> but I mean, um, I don't know. It, Sorry, I threw you off track. Chris. No, it's all right. I the what I guess has to be true then, if not only the Internet Archive has these posts, but other places, is that someone hacked her blog at the time, like 10, 15 years ago, and then she just didn't notice. <laughs> like, how plausible is that? That someone's just adding posts to your blog that you don't. I wonder, Notice. I wonder if they also made these um, these nine eleven conspiracy uh, uh, posts as well on her on her blog. That's back uh, in two thousand six. That's a great segue <laughs> um, because it turns out that two BuzzFeed reporters um, have been digging around in the archives and found that not only has she did she encourage her readers to watch Loose Change, the <laughs> famed nine eleven truther documentary. <laughs> she, which was uh, produced in part by Alex Jones, was it? Oh, okay, it's been a while. That's that's like old school stuff. Produced in part by Infowars, Alex Jones alleged that terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center were in fact planned by the U.S. government. They got thermite paint, thermite paint in the towers. Hell yeah, dude. The fundamental question is: Do you believe the official story of nine eleven? The post reads, if you do, great. If you don't, then everything that happened after is uh, that is called into serious question. Even if you're agnostic or tend to believe that Al-Qaeda attacked the World Trade Center and Pentagon and that the government had no warning such a thing could happen, it's worth taking a second look. Man. <laughs> it's worth taking a second look, folks. Second look, yeah. Yeah, it's a subject that definitely hasn't been researched a lot. And there were more than one post uh, about 9-11 Truth and how interesting it is and stuff, which is uh, okay. Wow. Mm. She's really done a lot of shitty stuff on her on her blog. Yeah, so yesterday was the 9-11 Truth thing that came out on BuzzFeed, and then today BuzzFeed had another story. Oh, my God, this one's bad. This one is like... This one's this one's not only bad, but it's just bizarre. It's weird. Like I don't care that she's being cruel to John McCain or whatever. Well, wow, he has cancer. <laughs> um, so basic. I'll just read this from the BuzzFeed report. MSNBC host Joy Reid's now defunct blog published an image of Senator John McCain's head photoshopped onto the body of Virginia Tech shooter uh, Sung Hu Cho. Sorry if I fucked up the name. The October 2007 post titled Baghdad John Strikes Again discusses the infamous Jesus. claim from McCain, then GOP presidential nominee, that he would, quote, follow Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell, end quote. The image appears at the end of the post, which was apparently penned by Reed. And they said that they did like a Google image search and stuff and they couldn't find it appearing anywhere else online. But NBC and she wouldn't comment on it, so they don't know. If it was her or a hacker or what. Um, bah, bah, bah. And yeah, so, so, so I, she, if I can just read the actual post, yeah. it's pretty short. This is weird. And she's trying to make a joke here. And uh, I'm just. I, this is really fucking bizarre. I feel chilled after reading it. This is really fucking bizarre. 
So she's quoting from like an AP report. Sash opens up. She says, "This must have been so much. This must have sounded so much better in speech rehearsals." Um, and that leads into Dateline, Rochester, New Hampshire. Republican presidential candidate John McCain told workers of small web. Uh, well, they fucked this up. Republican presidential candidate John McCain told workers at a small weapons factory that he not only wants to catch Osama bin Laden if elected, but said he would, quote, shoot him with your products. I will follow Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell and I will shoot him with your products, McCain said. Joy intercedes. Uh, Geez, John, good thing you weren't speaking at a condom factory. What? That's her joke. That's that's it. Then she goes, and then he made it worse. McCain told reporters afterwards he was joking when he made the comment at Thompson Center Arms in Rochester. Quote, I certainly didn't mean I would actually shoot him. I am certainly angry at him, but I was only speaking in a way that was trying to emphasize my point, McCain said. I would not shoot him myself. And then Reed, closing the post, says, Condom factory, John. Condom factory. The fuck? Okay. When did she post this? Like, what time of the day did she post this? I think it's in the middle of the cause, day. Because her, the 9-11 post where she posted about loose change was, looks like it was posted at 2.23 in the morning. Oh, really? Yes. I don't so know the time like, for this one, but. Oh, man. But that. The uh, condom factory? Where do you come from that? that? First of all, if you're wearing a condom, it prevents a shot. That's very basic. That's like what the condom does. Do you understand what symbolism is? Do you understand how fucking jokes work? It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, I Joy Ann, come on the pod. Come on the pod, coward ass. Yes. This is fucking ridiculous. Are you at a condom factory, John? He's at a weapons factory. He's talking about shooting stuff, which makes way more sense than thinking a condom factory. What are you going to shoot with a condom? I'm still like trying. I'm still trying to put this all together. Like, good thing you weren't speaking at a condom factory. Like, is that, like, like was she trying to say like that John McCain was going to fuck Osama bin Laden? At that's the, that's at what the I'm wondering. Yeah, Let's tie I, into the whole uh, homophobic posts. Dude, she sounds like really into watching guys fuck like. When you make that kind of tenuous connection and just assume everyone else is going to top a log for it, hey, and you're just like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm not going to kink shame. I mean... No, it's I'm, fine, but, like, God, like you're talking about it an awful lot. And well, and it's also being, you know, homophobic and hateful and, like... Yeah, that too. Like, what are you doing? I mean... Just hop on to fucking Pornhub and <laughs> chill the fuck out. Uh, you know, if she just came clean about everything, if she just came clean, probably would, you know... I, I don't know. I don't even know. The, 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 the shitty thing is, is that I don't want to say not a lot of people know about this, but like it's not getting as much attention as, say, you know, Roseanne will say. Right. I mean, Roseanne was vile that 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 was a vile tweet. I mean, th- this is just bizarre. This is just weird shit. Um, it would have gone away if she didn't pull the hacking stuff. Yeah. I don't think that BuzzFeed would be going through her blog if she didn't oh, say that. No. That's what I find so perplexing is it's like if you work in the media, you should know that if you say something like that, you have opened up a can of fucking worms. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, the uh, the prevailing lesson here is uh, don't don't be 
don't be a homophobic, uh, racist asshole. Yeah, right. right. And and don't say you're gonna fuck somebody's mom on Twitter because well, that's uh-oh. that's that's really really bad. That's actually not, funny and good. I mean, it's actually good praxis. It's what? It's good praxis, Michael. What is praxis? Praxis is the intersection of action and theory. We'll talk about that at Maoism class later. <laughs> okay. Yes. I, okay. And speaking of bizarre. Well, what have we learned today, Chris, besides uh, don't be racist and don't oh, be... Oh, man. We, <laughs> we learned that uh, Chris on three... Very potent edible brownies. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, these were is, good. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, oh. Let's see, what else did we learn today? We learned about. Uh, we learned that Din- Dinesh D'Souza has no chin. Yeah, and that and he somehow fucks. Fuck two women. I don't buy it. No, you don't think so? I don't know. I'm gonna do a Dinesh D'Souza style film about whether or not the Dinesh fucks. Ah. And it's gonna have like scary music and like lightning cracking and like <laughs> very serious font. <laughs> Dinesh says he was with three women, but no way. Next thing you know, we'll get Alex Jones talking about it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I can't. Oh, do it. I can't just do it at the drop of come a hat. On. I need to prepare, oh, man. Oh come on! <laughs> Cybercomputers are all over it. <laughs> ah, the goddamn chameleons! They're on top of us. They're trying to destroy us, but I'm not. I pray to baby Jesus Christ. I know that they will not destroy us. Thank God bless you. God, you. God, God you. bless you. God bless him for war. God bless everybody. God bless President Trump. God bless. <laughs> oh, well, next week we're going to have a pre-recorded show. We are. Yeah, because and, uh, and it's going to be good. I think we did. We said we we're going to go over uh, that that thing. You yeah. Did, you did a few years ago. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna listen to the. Should we talk about it or should we not? We. You want to tease it? We can yeah, tease we can it. tease it. We got. We got another forty seconds. Mike. Uh, Mike unearthed an old, old recording of the time I was on the Alex Jones show in two thousand and seven. <laughs> you and, might hear uh, a piece of it in the intro. Yeah, we thought it'd be fun to listen to it and make fun of me, and I would do the Alex Jones voice and make fun of myself. You might recall we did this on the old show, but we wanted kind of a fresh yeah. look at it. This is like five years ago. Yeah, all the people that listen to the old show are probably dead. No, the... uh, the, Yeah. So. So. All right, so we'll see you next week. Well, we won't be here, but uh, we'll have a pre-recorded show for you. And uh, you will like it, and it'll be nice. Or else. Or else. Later, bitches. Bye, sweeties. Oh, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it could have been way worse.